Okay, this is episode 72. I actually just recorded episode 71, but when you're freelance, Mondays are not a big deal. You don't typically have a lot to do, so I'm going to try to crank out two today and do some interviews uh, later in the week to get beyond that. Um, Okay, so this one's going to be about divorce and relationships. Just in case you don't know my personal deal, I'll I'll give a little backstory. I was with someone for about nine years. We were married for four. I had a whole ecosystem of friends through her, mostly tied to New York City and the general Northeast. We got divorced in March 2017, and a lot of them, for better or worse, quote-unquote, went with her. So that was a big boat of the people I had spent most of my late 20s and early 30s with in terms of friendship. I've also moved a bunch. I've been in the same place now, Texas, close to about six years or a little bit over six years. And I have some friends there, but I'm also an older dude. I turned 40 in about a month. Don't have kids. I don't like being the creepy uncle. When I got divorced, I thought about moving to D.C. because I have some guy friends there, but they all have kids, so they really wouldn't have a ton of time to hang out. And then I'm like this oafish, weird dude in their kids' lives. That was a depressing convo to have with myself. And between that and the cost of living, I think I made the right choice. Now, in general, I think it's harder than we admit to make friends over 30, and honestly, I could probably try harder. I have a little ecosystem of friends through my fiance, but I entered most of their lives when they were buying houses and having first kids. So I wouldn't say I'm tremendously important to that group or anything. Part of the reason I actually recorded this now is because I was just grabbing lunch somewhere. I saw someone in that ecosystem. They kind of barely acknowledged me, which is like a little bit common, you know, and it's depressing, but try to do the best you can. So to go back to this divorce front, I want to start with a caveat. I'm not distraught over being divorced in March 2017 or anything close to that. My life is in a totally different place. It feels good. I still have a ton of shit to work on. I am a human being, but I'm good. So don't worry about me in that sense. I do feel like I have some small platform here because I've been consistently blogging for about seven years now. I feel like I have a tiny audience. Sometimes people listen to these audio episodes and maybe they came to me because they struggle with stuff around work and relationships. So around that February, March 2017 period, I read a lot of stuff about divorce online. We're talking like legitimate research papers all the way to shitty men's health articles about how to get back out there and start conquering the bar scene or whatever. I probably read more divorce-related stuff in that 30-day or so span than most people have ever consumed, up to and including divorce lawyers. I was loving me some Esther Perel at the time. Here's the one big thing missing from that literature set. People don't discuss what happens with the friends. You have friends. Your ex has friends. Over time, those friends typically meld. Not always, but typically. Maybe XYZ person came from one side, but now you view him or her as a good friend on your side. That's what happens over years and years of a relationship. Friends merge. Friends blend. The lines are not as thick as they once were. 
some people are very good at the church and state side of relationships, but I feel like in many cases there is blending. No one ever seems to talk about that side of a breakup or divorce. Ideally, you're going to be two adults and there's going to be no quote-unquote breaking apart of friendships. People will be friends with both of those who split. In reality, this doesn't happen. There's geography and other people having kids and the messiness that is loyalty and people not knowing what to do in tough situations, and it's complicated. It's a tapestry, and not everyone knows where to thread the needle the next time quite exactly. I'll say I've seen this happen like four or five times with my ex's friends. Uh, About seven, eight weeks ago, I was deleting photos from my phone, and I came across a photo of one of her girlfriends with a cute Asian baby. was not her baby. She now has her own child. She's not Asian. But anyway, I texted that photo to her, and I said, like, oh, here's, you know, a cute photo of you and this fat Asian baby. And she responded, never talk to me or contact me again, which I felt was weird at the time. Uh, About a week later, I was not entirely sober walking my dog, and I messaged her husband like, hey, I don't, that response was weird. He responded, get a therapist, dude. So, you know, sometimes you can't win. There's loyalty issues or whatever. And, you know, some of it's my fault, too. So that's what happens. You do lose friends. And because we crave human connection and contact, you need to go and find other friends to replace the friends you lost. It's not easy. Making friends over 30 is not easy. Most people get divorced after 30, so just keep that in mind. So what happened to me specifically is I had a lot of friends through my ex. You're talking about her college crew some of her high school crew and the significant others therein. In a conventional sense, I quote-unquote lost almost all these people. You add in her siblings, who for a while I was pretty tight with, and you're basically replacing the top third of your uh, texting window, SMS window, with emptiness. It can be really sad. Now, you recover. Everybody does. That's humanity. It's adaptability. Even if we want to assign it to 1,782 other things. Being human is ultimately about being adaptable. Change is hard, but it's not impossible. So probably October 2018, I was in New York City where I grew up. I was sitting at Astoria Beer Garden on a Saturday, mid to late afternoon. That's in Queens, if you don't know what it is. I had my 30th birthday there, so I was about maybe two, three weeks before 38 at the time. I was thinking about that day turning 30, and I speak to essentially nobody who was there that day. I was actually with a different female than the person who threw me my 30th party. So eight years is a long time for sure, but it's not that long. It's weird to think about sometimes. Well... Here's another story, and then I'll promise I'll get out clean on this episode. Uh, Me and my ex's girlfriend, significant other, so a bunch of dudes, we used to have this poker game every month in NYC. One girl in the female ecosystem started dating this dude who was a bit older than us, and so we added him to the game. I was probably 29 to 30 at this point. The dude was probably 37. 
those are wholly different worlds. So for a while, I was thinking this dude is semi-creepy because I'm down here with my nothing can impact me at 30 worldview, and he's almost 40. So what happens about eight years later? I was 37. I started dating a 29-year-old, and I'm hanging out with her friends and their dudes sometimes, including that couple that just like didn't acknowledge me at a restaurant. So you see where this is going? I'm 37.7, and they're all 28 to 30. Think I felt like an asshole for those poker games eight to nine years ago? You can bet your bottom dollar I did. Now, you might not want to bet that bottom dollar because there's a good chance I already lost it for you because I'm fucking terrible at poker. So the bottom line is I don't pine for the past. Those were people I loved. And in some cases, I still respect from afar in the form of pictures of their kids on the Instagram, getting that like. And sometimes it's hard for me to hear Zach Brown songs about good friends living down the street without a tinge of emotion. But we all got to grow, change, and find new tribes. So what's the point of all this? Maybe there isn't one. Sometimes I just write or list stuff because I feel like it, you know? But I guess if there's a broader point, I'd say this. If you get separated or divorced and you're wondering to yourself, shit, how should I be feeling about the friends I lost? Just know that you're not alone. A lot of people think about it. It's just a question of how honest they are about expressing it. I'd also probably be remiss if I didn't mention that in late 2018, I met a dude at a bar who was legit sobbing into his iPhone 10 about all the repercussions of his recent divorce. And I used some of the above, some of what I just talked through here to walk him through it. I think it helped, but we all got a dream, you know? All right. Hopefully you found some of that uh, relatively relevant, which I think is the right expression. I will be back later this week with another human to human interview episode. All right. Later.